Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new podcast series, Dickheads of History, hosted by me, Kian Tookie. For those of you who don't know me, I'm 19 years old from London, Bromley. Bloody hell, I feel like I'm going to take me out. This podcast is for all you lovely people who are obviously still staying alert, and it will also give me something other to do, rather than stare in the mirror all day and wonder why the fuck I shaved my head and I'm currently looking like Humpty Dumpty's love child. In this series, we'll be looking at all those individuals in history who have been possibly glorified in one way, shape or form, when in reality they were nothing short of plain and simple dickheads. Before we start, I'd just like to clarify, I'll be analysing these individuals in a sense from modern day context. So although they may have been able to get away with some of the stuff that they were doing during the time period that they were operating, I will be applying a modern day context and cultural values that we hold today. The first dickhead, which can be defined in the Oxford Dictionary as stupid, irritating and ridiculous man. Before we go any further, I would just like to point out I will not stand for sexism or gender discrimination. So of course women can be dickheads too. Anyway, the first dickhead we will be delving into is the late, possibly not so great, Walt Ellis Disney. A little bit of background for those of you who are maybe a bit more unfamiliar and somehow hadn't guessed who he was by his last name. Walt Disney was the founder and head of now one of the world's most dominant companies, and if you hadn't guessed the name already, it is of course Disney. Born in Chicago in 1901, Walt was an icon for the majority of the mid-20th century, often being seen as a character who was kind and caring and someone kids could call and look up to and say, You're right, Uncle Walt? Not Walt, Walt. However, Even Disney himself admitted he was a different person to how many people saw him. He stated he does things Walt Disney would never do, like drink and smoke. However, this only scratches the surface. Firstly, as a boss, Disney was very demanding and carried a certain aura around everywhere he went. This is shown by him coughing before entering a room upon arrival, or even when he was prone to violent outbursts, where he would lever and humiliate other Disney employees if their ideas or performances were not to his standards. Especially when Disney grew older, he began to lean towards the side of the far right on the political spectrum. He hated communists, believed many of the screen actors and other employees at Disney were communists. He even had to be physically restrained when he tried to attack an industrial leader who was leading a strike against the Disney organisation. At this point, you're probably thinking, ah, well, he's a bit of an arsehole, but he's not really too bad a geezer. Well... I haven't got into his ideological beliefs or racial beliefs. Although it can be debated what his true ideological beliefs were, it is abundantly clear he was a racist. This can be seen through his reluctance and refusal to hire ethnic minorities, from choosing to have African men in the film Dumbo singing about how they work all day and don't get paid seemingly happily, and with the song including the lines, Grab that rope, you hairy ape. As well as referring to the dwarves in Snow White as N-word piles and pickany, which is another word for small black child, possibly the most obvious example of Walt Disney's racism is prevalent through his input and desire to make 1946's Songs of the South. Here we see Disney's first live action musical, which was set on a plantation in Georgia at some time in the 1800s. Here... We see Disney choose to portray Caucasians and African Americans working in complete harmony where it was made to look like African Americans were more than happy 
to do the white man's bidding. This film is highly criticised now and then for the way that it stereotypically portrays African-American community as a whole through the way that they are shown to speak and act. As a result of this, Disney have tried to distance themselves as have anything to do with this film. This can mostly be shown by them choosing not to include it on their latest streaming site, Disney+. Plus. Now, although at the start of the episode, I did state that I'll be judging people in the modern light, I can still see those people saying, it was a way of the times. Slavery had just been abolished. It was, they were in a period of adjustment. Well, the thing is, slavery had not just been abolished and it still isn't abolished today. The matter of the fact is, if you're making a film that glorifies slavery in any way, just like they were glorifying plantations in this manner, the fact is, slavery is still not abolished. In modern day, slavery is a multi-billion dollar industry. To put it in perspective, the transatlantic slave trade involves 12.5 million Africans being shipped around the world. At this moment in time, roughly 40.3 million individuals are currently slaves with 71% of them being women and a quarter of them being children to glorify slavery in any way even though it still affects millions and knowing this is nothing short of diabolical as well as being a racist it is also reported that Walt Disney was anti-semitic although this caused quite a bit of controversy in recent times with rumours that he did attend meetings and saying he refused to employ the Jewish community these are just rumours I'll leave it up to you to decide what you believe it is clear he aligned himself with the anti-semitic group the Motion Picture Alliance. Finally, Mr. Walt Disney has been reported to being a bit of a sexist. Again, these are just rumours, but those rumours state that his treatment of his wife was horrible, saying he would only let her out twice a day and wouldn't let her talk to any, any other men. Again, these are just rumours, so the same rules apply. Believe what you want. The one thing Disney is definitely credited with saying is that he did not trust women or cats. To be honest, I don't blame him cats are pussies so with that little snippet of comedy gold that is the end of our first episode obviously i've given you all the facts and it's up to you whether you decide if he was a true dickhead of history please let me know if you enjoyed the podcast and let me know if there's anything i can do to improve to make it easier for you to listen to my annoying high-pitched voice please let me know through instagram c.tookie or facebook and twitter which is both key and tookie this is key and with a c not a k i spell it properly thank you very much for listening and make sure you stay tuned next week where i I'll be delving into the so-called founder of the new world, Christopher Columbus. Thank you very much for listening and goodbye.